All right, folks. Um, average is failure. Uh, session two. We got started with. We took about half an hour just to get um, <laughs> just to get our mics and stuff set up. You would think that we would know how to do this by now, since we're on Zooms and uh, Microsoft Teams and all this kind of stuff all the time. But uh, lo and behold, technology does its thing when it wants to, man. So, uh, but just want to welcome everybody back to the Average Failure uh, Show. This is the um, podcast edition of what we're trying to do here, and. Um, Eventually, we'll come up with all kinds of like, you know, those um, sub sub slogans and all that kind of stuff, I'm sure will develop. But I think at least one of them that has come to mind and I, some of it came through in conversations that we've had, Joe, is um, a phrase came to mind called everyday greatness. Mm-hmm. And I think that when we talk about averages failure, I think that's what I, I over my years of thinking about what is it that I wanted to convey through that phrase, I think I'm finally comfortable in saying that's what it is because, you know, and I alluded to this on the past episodes, just pursuing money wasn't enough. Pursuing status wasn't enough. Matter of fact, I feel like sometimes those things can corrupt um, who you're supposed to be, not to say that they're bad in and of themselves. I'm not, you know, by all means, part of what I want to talk about is if there's money to be gotten, um, and in a way that is, uh, ethical and, uh, makes sense and that God has a plan for you to go and get, go and get it. But I also think that sometimes we're going after money, um, you know, and other material things that, man might actually take us off of the path that you know is designed for you and and for some it might be the best path for you might be to live a little bit more humbly you know um and and god will allow you to do his thing through you in the world whatever that might be um in that way so um so everyday greatness I can't, I think I came up with a couple of other phrases that just came to mind. I was like, yo, these are actually pretty good. We're going to have to coin these joints. Um, so, um, so yeah, man, but you know, we want to have a little bit of a discussion today. Um, well, first of all, Joe, how you doing, brother? You know, I'm doing pretty to, well today. So to the room, man. <laughs> I'm doing pretty well today. And yourself? Yo, I'm good, man. Uh, we finally got some sunshine. Um, I think I realized this when I was maybe in college, but sunshine, maybe even in high school, sunshine does so much to pick my mood up, man. Um, and I'm perfectly fine in the rain as well, too. I'm starting to actually appreciate rain, rainy days a little bit more now that I'm older. But there's nothing like when the sun is shining, man, to just help help things to feel better. Yeah, man. Yeah. Especially the breaking of spring. I mean, people don't understand, you know, the level and how vitamin D affects them. Mm. on a day-to-day basis um mm. especially us as african-americans um a lot of times we're fighting vitamin d deficient True. um and we don't know that and it actually does affect your mood um it's one thing that i learned um with um you know my wife and just going to the doctor um and you know it is very important to get sunlight um and it's very important to get natural sunlight mm. so this time of the year you know we want to promote people going outside um taking a walk around Max. the neighborhood you know, doing something that's physically active, um, but getting as much sun as you can, um, because Facts. it definitely will change your mood and your outlook on things. Yeah, man. Um, matter of fact, I'm hoping I can get a walk outside um, before the day ends, because I don't know if it's going to get rainy this weekend or not. But um, 
But yeah, and and truthfully, you know, you and I both work in offices that don't get any sunlight. So that's like right. eight hours a day where, you know, we kind of hold up um, and not getting to see outside, not getting to see vegetation, anything like that. So um, so I'm just learning to get as much of that sun sunshine as I possibly can, brother. Yes. Um, so let's dive into to what we wanted to talk about today. Uh, I need to stop saying, um, that's one of the things I need to go and work on. Like, I, I know how to talk without doing it too, but if I'm not intentional, about it, I keep doing it. <laughs> it's so interesting. So when I was doing um, interviews for my book, my wife, I just almost said it, um, and I just did it just now. Mm-hmm. She was like, Jelp, you know, you got to work on the um piece, you know, because you say um a lot. And I said, you know, that is a natural, you know, filler for people. And I do need to work on that as well. Yeah. So, so again, part of average is failure. Y'all are here in real time. We're trying to work on stuff, y'all. A plethora of stuff, okay? One of the things, as I just avoided saying um again, one of the things that we wanted to do was look back on our previous conversation, think about, you know, where they may, where there may be some gaps because even though we want to cover a lot in these podcasts and, and we want to develop a lot as far as education for really education for all, but we anticipate that our education, what we're trying to do is probably going to be most helpful for black young adult men and women, but also older adult men and women. Cause I know I've spoken places before where that's is, things have been helpful for them and even, you know, the youth. One of the things I wanted to to talk about, Joe, was okay. Yes, we talked about what averages failure means to us last week. But my question for you is, what is your what, what is your journey with that phrase? Um, what what does that look? Like? How are you internalizing that real time? Uh, what are you pursuing in which that phrase? The phrase averages failure actually makes sense um, to some of the pursuits that you're going after, man. Um, I think so, real- to ask it better, how are you living averages failure? Um, I think one of the things or how you how you go about li- living it or internalizing that that phrase um, is by doing a, a lot of self-evaluation um, in the processes um, of the projects that I'm dealing with or the interactions or relationships that I'm in. Um, the easiest one for me to kind of tackle um, um, because it's just easier for me is like doing um, the journey of putting together a book. Um, and I recently, you know, did a, um, a children's book, um, which is um, based on me and my sons and our family dynamic in regards to him wanting to do gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, that average is failure the way I would internalize it when talking about the book is writing the book is the first step or putting it on paper. But what do you do after you have a book? Um, as a self-published mm-hmm. author, you know, mm-hmm. you're in charge of marketing and mm-hmm. promoting your book. Um, so that means you got to hit the ground and figure out how are you going to get other people's eyes on the book. So for me, it took me coming outside of my personal element and my comfort zone of being an introvert. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm used to, you know, staying in the house, you know, doing things with my family, but for me to be in my home and to just kind of 
enjoy my living space and watch TV and watch sports, I'm at peace. Mm-hmm. You can't sell a book that way, though. Um, so I had to kind of do things that I normally wouldn't do, which is like reaching out to people, doing interviews, um, actually, you know, setting up, you know, events and things of that nature. Like I'm leaving tonight with my kids to go to Ohio to do a book signing. Um, that's not who the that's not who Joe normally would be. And knowing that, you know, if I want more, I have to do more. And in this phase of my life, I'm going to have to do some things that, you know, even the people around me that know me very well are wild by. You know, um, I think I've received more praise from, you know, family members and my wife and my kids than I ever have um, just by doing this book. Because the one thing about it was, was that they were like, okay, you're going to do it. Like, I only told my wife and I was like, my kids about the book in the beginning. Nobody else knew about the book until it was literally finished and a complete uh, format. And when my wife saw the book, she was like, Joe, this is a real book. Like, I knew you were writing a book, but like, I didn't think it was going to be as professional. And not that she was taking a jab at me, but she know I'm a laid back guy. I'm not out in the forefront. Never have been. Um, and reluctant to do it now. Um, even when we started the, the podcast and I did my introduction, the one thing I didn't say was that I was an author and I wrote a book. Like, I just won't do it. Like, that's just not who I am because I don't even see myself in that realm. Like, I wrote a book because I love my son and I wanted to tell other people about it. Thanks. You, do you have a copy of the book right there? No, I'm that you can show, show the people. I always usually have a <laughs> copy, but it's interesting. I might not hold two seconds. Mm-hmm. I, I might not have it. I used to keep copies in my, my desk. So, so while you're doing that, right? Similar for me, I um, I and what I think I have copies of mine right here, right. So, folks who are, who are, you know, watching on, if you're listening, you can't see the book in my hand right now. But if you're watching on YouTube, um, you know, you can see it. But I have a copy of my book right here. Oh, yeah. I got a and, copy right here. Okay, there, there, there goes Jobs. And, you know, I think one of the challenges for me has always been, ha- has been that point. Um, there, there are a lot of projects that I've taken on, which have been good in and of themselves, but there are areas where I had I would have to grow in order for me to put it this way. This might be a better way for me to phrase it. I I, I was not average in terms of being just an author, okay, and writing a book. However, when we write books, you write books for them to be engaged with, mm-hmm. and it's a different. Um, skill set that's required to get people get your book in front of people it takes a different skill set than it takes to just write the book and so you know in this phase of my life as I try to as I continue doing projects that is one of the areas of growth for me is okay the things that I'm creating um, that I want to put in front of people to engage with well how do I get them I've been weak in that area all right. And, and so I'm trying to figure out even myself, like, how do I do that? And, and, and to your point, 
even with my book. Sometimes I used to have feelings of, you know, again, imposter syndrome, things like that. My book isn't mm-hmm. good enough. If I could go back again, I would write it a little bit differently. And so I have copies of my book sitting around doing, you know, nothing. Uh, and so I, I've been motivated. Actually, I've been motivated by you um, to go back in there because many people, when I was pushing the book a little bit more, said that it was helpful. Uh, and so it, it goes back again to that, to that that conversation about perfection um you know it does something need to be perfect for you to launch it out there all that kind of stuff you know and, and we'll get into that in deeper um down the line but and, and i can yeah. talk about that part too real just mm-hmm. real quick um that does it need to be perfect and i always say that you know what i know for myself i love you know products that are refined together and you know when you get it, you have everything you need. But guess what? Just like the iPhone, do you get updates on your iPhone? Mm-hmm. That means that there are glitches, there are things that are not complete. But they mm-hmm. give you that product, and they selling it to you for a pretty penny. Yep, a pretty and, penny, bro. <laughs> um, so I wouldn't say that it needs to be a perfect product. It needs to be something that you're proud of, that you're willing to. If there is a correction that needs to be made, you make that. Because for myself, I wrote the book. That's the first edition. Guess what? I already have a second edition that I just actually finally got printed out. Um, I actually added a coloring book and an activity book that go along with it. And guess what? Those are multiple streams of mm-hmm. income that actually adds to the book. So that's that leveling up. And that's that that average is failure piece where you're saying, even though I have a book, there's much more that I can do with this book than just actually just give it to somebody. And it's just one book. Now I have multiple versions of the book. I actually had it translated in Spanish as well. So that'll be coming out as well too. Nice. Um, so I think trying to think outside the box and being diverse and because we are, you know, we're African-Americans, you know, we always talk about diversity, but how diverse are we? Yeah. Do we think about other people in that diversity? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm also coming out with one. Um, I'm actually going to have it um, being translated um, into sign language as well too. Um, because I mean, at the end of the day, if you want other people to actually get the information, you have to put it in a form that they can receive it. So. Yeah. I hearing it from the man himself, man, doing some, some big things. And it don't cost a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But, 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 and that's crucial, right? Because some of the reasons why, even when I first tried to launch things underneath the average failure name, perfection is actually what got in the way of the success Right. That's going to be a key phrase right there. (laughs) You know, I wanted it to look a certain way. I, I, I was just talking with somebody else this week and letting them know, like, you have to give your story or your journey space to breathe. Right. Meaning that after you have got gathered all the knowledge um, from other individuals and how they were successful in launching whatever it is that they launched, It's good to get that information and do your best to internalize it. But then you have to, wisdom says, when I look out there and see how they were successful, I can gain lessons from it, but I have to pay attention to my unique context to figure out how do do I apply it to my context? And for me, you know, I wanted everything to be fancy, right from jump, et cetera, et cetera, where I probably would have had more longevity in the beginning. If I had just started small, did kept things basic, 
but at least consistent and able to keep going. But unfortunately, um, because I was trying to, you know, get to where I saw other people at immediately, um, I kept on having to stop. Why? Because I didn't have the resources, um, you know, to be able to keep to keep it going, you know, so that's mm -hmm. important. Um, any other areas where you're you're trying to implement the average is failure mantra? Um, I, think it's, I think it's at home as well, too, just with my family. Um, our dynamic, I mean, everybody thinks their family is unique. Um, so um, in our household, um, there's myself, my wife, who is in school, who's finishing up her nursing degree. Um, she went back to school. She done been back to school multiple times since we've been married. Um, she came already having a bachelor's degree, but changing, you know, careers. Um, she wanted to do something in the medical field. Um, so she's finishing up her, her degree now. She should be finished in mid-May, and then she will have to take her board exams. Um, but trying to figure out, and we talked about this the last time, our, our family balance. Mm-hmm. Um, with, you know, having two kids, one going into middle school, one is in elementary school, both having their own unique desires to, you know, do well in school, but also do well in their specific sport that they love. One loves gymnastics, the other one loves basketball. Mm -hmm. um, and <clears throat> we've had time, especially this year, um, in which, you know, we had to really, you know, figure out the balance and part of that average is failure trying to figure it all out and trying to live above and trying to do more is having real conversations with your children about mm -hmm. how life works mm -hmm. and how we all have to make sacrifices at times and that there are going to be moments when mom is going to be the person that's taking the lead and other times when dad is taking the lead. There was one Saturday where... Um, my son had a, a gymnastics competition to, in the Richmond area, and my son had a basketball game up in Woodbridge. Um, my wife, she's in school, so pretty much she, um, we see her, but we don't see her. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, the setup was, okay, Joe, you're going to go to the, um, you're going to go to the gymnastics event in Richmond with the oldest son. I'm going to stay here and go to the basketball game with you know our son and then once he's finished i'm going to study but guess what i was the coach of the basketball team mm. so i had to tell the people on the team now luckily there was another coach at the time i told him i said you know what i'm not going to be able to be there this um saturday but my wife is going to be here she's going to bring my son i got to do something else and whatnot and having that conversation with our kids and tr actually figuring it out and nobody feeling guilty mm -hmm. that we can't be in two places at one time. Mm -hmm. um, it's the funny thing about it is it was my son's best game um, <laughs> that he had, even though I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, I think trying to find a way to do everything and to please everybody in a way um, that is going to build them up and show them that you know what we love you we care about you mm -hmm. and we're willing to make these sacrifices mm -hmm. and even at times parents have to make those hard decisions um that's why i took my son forever to be in gymnastics because mm -hmm. we knew it was going to be a crazy commitment um gymnastics is a year-round sport um even though you only see it during certain times they practice in all yeah, year round 
multiple times a week, multiple hours. And guess what? You pay in every month, meaning you pay the same amount every month. Plus you got to pay for all these other things as Mm -hmm. well. Um, So one of the things that we had to do was, hey, you know what? We got to financially be able to pay for this stuff too. You know, so that means that daddy got to be at work at some point in time. So they got to support me and understand that, you know what, I'm going to be at work. And it's important that I'm able to be fully functional and fully alert there. You know, so there's things that have to be, you know, I guess, in a sense, um, managed and balanced that, you know what, daddy might not be able to do everything Mm -hmm. at home. So that means that you some other people are going to have to take over some of the home duties. Um. My wife kind of just told us, hey, I'm going to be in school. I'm going to be studying. So you know what? Y'all figure it out <laughs> after time. She's like, I'm going to cook one meal a week. Mm-hmm. Y'all going and we're going to have to figure out the rest. Um, but we've kind of figured it out. But it was a lot of conversation with each other, with our family, um, being honest. Um, sometimes we're not always honest about how we feel about certain things um, or how certain things are going to look going forward. Um, I know I agree to a whole lot. When my wife said she was going to school. And then when you start getting through the through the um through the mm-hmm. semester, it's mm-hmm. like, man, you were serious. You really said that you was only gonna cook once a week. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's another couple of days we would like to eat something else. And then also too, because we were trying to reserve and save money, we we weren't going out to eat as much. So right. going and getting the Chick-fil-A here and there and whatnot, like we had to, you know, make some major, you know, cutbacks and decisions for the greater good of mm-hmm. her getting through the program. And us as a family staying together and having everything that everybody needed because, you know, the, the, the show don't stop. The show never stops. Um, and, you know, as, as, as men, you know, and as leaders, you know, we're expected to, you know, find ways and make things happen. And when your wife or your kids come with an idea, they, when they give it to you, they expect you to execute it somehow, right. some way. Right. Um, and that was like my charge. That's been my charge. I think, you know, obviously being married and having kids, that's kind of been my charge for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I told my coworkers the other day um, that me and my son, we were having our Sunday um, conversation. Um, we call it church talk on Sundays. Um, and we were talking about something in particular. And the next thing he goes, he started talking about the future, and then he started talking about, he said, Dad, um, when we open up our gymnastics studio, mm-hmm. I'm going to need you to get this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he just said it so effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Like, he just knew what he yeah. asked me he was going to get. Yeah. But that's the responsibility like of, of a father and mm-hmm. a leader. Like, mm-hmm. they expect for you to come through and follow through no matter what they give you. And I think that's important because what you've done is you've 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 created space for him to believe right um that something is possible matter of fact he believes it's so he believes it's possible so strongly that how he says it is like there's not even doubt into whether or not this is happening he hasn't checked the now of course we know eventually it'll be important for him to understand resources um, all those different things that it's going to take to actually make that thing successful. But, but he believes and, and, you know, unless you believe that something can happen, it can't happen half the time. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that that's overall what you were saying was important 
just overall just I think one of the key things that stood out is you talked about you and your wife not being able to both of you all had to choose to go to one area right mm-hmm. back in the day I think what the the conception that people might have gotten from average's failure would have been man listen you at all costs you got to figure out how to be at both of those things right as impossible as we know that that is right and and as ludicrous as that is i think that's what motivation um and a lot of inspiration has kind of gotten to this thing where it's almost like um you feel like you're being pushed to have to do the impossible. Um, and that's why I said that, you know, what we're trying to do here is talk about everyday greatness, right? Um, what does it look, and everyday greatness um, is not always flashy. Everyday greatness means that you'll have, you'll have to make a decision. It's a good decision, but it's a good decision that might disappoint one. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it might get a, 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 a somebody might be sad about that decision, but again, it's I don't even want to use the word just just the word good in in this moment, right? Maybe the word that I should because how we use the word good can kind of be uh, uh, funny sometimes, right? I would almost want to say healthy, right? You you and your wife had to make a healthy decision for the family. Even that healthy decision though could have made one of your sons disappointed because yeah that's so true and the one thing about it is is sometimes you have to do things intentionally like so by nature me and my oldest son even though we have the same name um same first and last name he has a middle name i don't Mm -hmm. um our personalities are different Mm -hmm. i'm more aligned with my younger son he loves basketball um, we do things alike a lot. Me and my wife intentionally make sure that we find time and ways to interact with the, the child that we are not as alike mm. to show them that we love you so much that we will, you know, purposely and intentionally do things with you. Mm-hmm. Just you like my son right now thinks I like gymnastics. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't, but I know the only reason why if I do is because of him. Mm-hmm. It is not a personal desire of mm-hmm. mine, mm-hmm. but that's kind of, you know, purposely, you know, making sure that you show people that I care about you mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. investing in you. Mm-hmm. And what happens is now, even though he acts more so like his mom, mm-hmm. he likes to be around his mom. He only talks about gymnastics with me. Mm. When it's something that he wants that's gymnastics related, if it's something that he wants somebody to look at his form and whatnot, he goes to me. I don't know why. Because sometimes he thinks I'm mean because I'm Uh going to tell him like it is. Like, I'm not going to give you no, uh, uh, you my son, you look good. No, if you look bad, me and him, and I try to do it respectfully and Mm -hmm. in a way that he understands, Mm -hmm. son, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Son, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Come back when it, you get a little bit better. But we have built a relationship enough for him to kind of want to share, you know, the most intimate thing or the thing that he loves the most with me. Yeah. 
And that's yeah. kind of our bond. That's so, our bond that we had. So then that that transitions. And, and one of the things I want to be able to do on this um, is to be transparent where possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, it's that level of where you are with your children, right, is where I hope to get to with at least my two oldest. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Um, and of course, there's certain their dynamics, there are things like divorce and all this kind of stuff, which has, you know, uh, severed, um, uh, I don't want to say severed the relationship, but it, it has uh, caused the relationship to wane mm-hmm. um, a bit. You know what I mean? There, there, are, there are extra hurdles and extra obstacles um, that I have to go through in order to make sure that the connection is there. Um, and by all means, I've done my best to go in and, and jump over those, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you talk about, so again, when we talk about average failure, I want to I want to see myself and my relationship with my children get to, and I have a good, I would say I have a decent relationship with my, with my um, children. It's a healthy enough relationship. Like my, we only go through what most children go through, you know, children and parents go through anyway, for the most part. Mm-hmm. But I see another level when I look at, let's say you, and, and again, this isn't in terms of saying comparison that my journey is going to be your journey, right? right? But it just says that there's something healthy that I see to aspire to. Um, there's something that I see in some of my other friends to aspire to that I who knows if it'll if I'll ever get there, but I at least want to be. I, I at least want to pursue it mm-hmm. in a balanced way. You right. know, I want to pursue. I, why? Because there are certain things that are important enough that you know, if other things got to get shoved to the side, they got to get shoved to the side. You know, and for me, that's one of them. It's my children growing up with not even the act itself per se right but with the character you know that that's being instilled in them from this age because yes your son is doing gymnastics or what have you and and another son is doing basketball but i think the bigger thing is while they're getting that skill it's the character piece that they're developing it's the i'm learning how to communicate with that i'm learning how to get um negative feedback and Mm -hmm. but not have to respond in a defeated way the the feedback is for my growth things like that right um you know those are some of the things that i'm I'm trying to pursue right now for my two um for my two oldest at least um Mm -hmm. and, and my youngest you know who is very very young now you know pretty much a newborn I'm trying to learn the, what lessons I can from, you know, my experience with my first two so that my youngest has the, um, the chance to um, have the best uh, childhood that um, I can offer. Right. So that's one of the ways that I'm, I'm living this, um, this mantra. You know, other things, I think family is a big one in general for me. In general, I'm learning that my best way forward in some ways is to slow down right um that's a hard concept for us to understand yeah um um you know because for me with some of the as a young when i was a young adult i don't know if i'm still considered (laughs) a young adult you know but i spent a long time trying to uh 
compensate for where I may have dropped the ball as a younger adult, right? Um, but I've been I've, I've come to realize like it's okay to slow down and again just let your journey develop. You know, so that's one of the things that I'm working on. Um, and so making sure that the family is getting the time that they need. And, and, and even with this show that we're doing, it, if somebody looks at, at one of my other YouTube channels, they can see a history where there's a whole lot more glitz and glamour, <laughs> right? But again, it wasn't sustainable. Um, and so I'm now, I'm after what's healthy um, and not what's... Um, not what not what's flashy yeah. what's healthy yeah. that was and one of the things about a bunch of other ways that we're we're doing this and it'll come up i'm sure over time jumping yeah that, that was one of the things that um with my wife going back to school you know the conversations that we had to have about how is our household going to look mm-hmm. with you in school i'm at work kids are in school they have different activities how is the household going to flow and women a lot of times have this idea of what they think everything should look like and a lot of times men have a different idea um and not that my wife wanted perfection but there were just certain things that she wanted to make sure that were still happening and i, I got to the point and, and she gets she i know i get on her nerves because I, I i sometimes you know my delivery is not always you know um i don't use my um person-centered approach um <laughs> with my wife um, <laughs> um informed care. yeah it's not trauma informed all the time and i let her know when i'm not doing it mm-hmm. too um but um i let her know i said you know what if nobody's dying in our household if we're all able to eat we have clean clothes and nothing else is going wrong i think we're doing okay some of the things that we sometimes get caught up on are pet peeves, um, sometimes pushes in a direction that actually hinders relationships mm. and make them uncomfortable mm. when they don't need to be. Like, my thing is, if, you know, if the dishes aren't done, is that the end of the world? Right. Can we put them in the dishwasher or can we figure out a, you know, a schedule in which, okay, we're doing dishes mm. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. But I don't want that to be the argument because when you're doing something on the level of going to school in an accelerated program and we're still trying Mm -hmm. to figure out how to keep the house in order and financially do everything, the dishes can't be the thing that break us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's petty. Mm -hmm. So let's try to find and make sure that we're really focusing or as they say, um, we're, we're, we're majoring on the major and we're not majoring on the minor. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's part of that balance and that's part of that, you know, really understanding what's important in life. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, at the end of the day, you know, we want to have clean spaces. We want to live yeah. a certain way. But if your house doesn't look great on a certain day, mm-hmm. that shouldn't be the thing that throws you off. Yeah. Because yeah. what happens is, it's not just about the relationship that gets messed up. It's the attitude and the way you start pursuing other things yeah. and looking at other things. Yeah. And and that's the one thing that um, I, I definitely in this journey, you know, have been trying to work on personally for myself is making sure that I'm coming into the situation with the best attitude and that I'm being a, as they say, a thermostat mm. 
and not the thermometer. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm the one that's actually elevating and changing the dynamic, but I'm not just going off of whatever's going on in the environment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Well, listen, I think that's where we can land this plane, man. Um, I, I think there was some good stuff in there. Hopefully those who are watching or listening in, um, you know, are, are able to walk away with some gems that they find helpful as they pursue their everyday greatness. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we're just two, uh, young enough black men, you know, who, who are trying to, um, live, live full, you know, um, and make sure that the, our loved ones, um, and maybe people who are neighbors as well, you know, are, are able to live for them. We want to see as many people out there do the same. So with that being said, uh, average is still failure. You know, uh, don't be average. Um, do a lot of what Jeff was just saying. Whatever that is. Don't major in the minors uh, <laughs> or what have you. But um, yes. yeah, um, uh, think, about, think about what we said for yourself. And, um, and where you might apply this phrase and this mantra in your own life. Um, and remember, you, you don't have to live my life. You don't have to live Jelp's life. Um, it's about the life that you're living, all right? And, and, and where God has you right now um, and making the most with doing the most that you can and the best that you can um, with that in a healthy way. Anyway, I don't want to prolong it. We'll see y'all on the third episode. Peace. Peace.